hub, and spoke. Audio Collective. This is Rumble Strip, America Heilman. Did you know that none of the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park were from the Jurassic period? No. They were all from the Triassic period, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah, like the T-Rex, the Velociraptors, none of those are from the Jurassic, I'm pretty sure. Did you know the farthest place from any McDonald's is in the middle of Nevada? Are you si- why would they like call it that then? Sounds better than Cretaceous Park. Did you know Rhode Island grows by 3% during low tide? Am I wrong? Did you know Maine is the closest state to Africa? The shortest out of the tallest buildings in each state is in Vermont at a whopping 11 stories. That's Leland in 2018 and Leland in 2022. Leland is my neighbor. He lives in an old farmhouse about two miles from me. And for the last seven years, we've been getting together in the spring to compare notes, to talk about his year, to talk about his thoughts on God and space and pork shortages in the Midwest. We've talked in the woods and by rivers and gone fishing. When he first got his license, we went for a drive. In the pandemic year, we parked side by side, and I ran a mic taped to a Swiffer into the window of his truck. This year, Leland graduated from high school, and I figured it was time to hear pieces from all the years with Leland all together and all at once. Here's Leland Kennedy. Space. What was it that you were talking about in the first one about deep space? About how the universes are all snow globes? I'm pretty sure it was a pretty on-the-spot thought process of whatever... 11-year-old me. Do you look back and feel somewhat impressed? At how spot-on my answer was? Yes. I think that uh, in space, I think it's much different than what astronomers think. I think the whole solar system is in a tiny speck of space, which is in an atom and an of another world and their whole space is in an atom of another world and that goes on in infinity everybody on the news thinks that space goes on forever but how is that even possible that there's infinite space and that we have to be part of something else it could be like a a snow globe thing of space but it's our space and then that world that that person's in is in another one and another one and another one and after you do the snow globe thing a billion times there's a person with that snow globe And he's just like me, except he thinks about it the other way around. What if there's a person in this, and a person in this, and a person in this? What are you afraid of right now? I think the only thing that I am really concerned about currently is I feel like if we go to war with, like, Russia or North Korea... I feel like Vermont's close enough to some major cities where it could affect us 
pretty badly. Whenever I'm watching the news and they're talking about something happening, it just kind of concerns me a bit. What would you say is the is the scariest thing? The thought of maybe parachuting out of a plane. Some people, their parachutes don't deploy and they die, yet still so many people go to skydive. Then again, people die from shark attacks, yet the people still go swimming in oceans. What would you say that you're most excited about? Probably the medieval unit, because I'm making haggis. I'm not super good at conversations. I don't like talking to people very much, especially a lot of people at once. I don't like being at big parties with a lot of people or... I consider myself a really strong introvert and I love just being by myself. I feel a sense of freedom almost when I'm out in the woods by myself. Gus is one of my friends that lives pretty close to me. We like to just go out into the woods together and build shelters and start fires and just hang out. I really like fire. I don't know why, but I just really like fire. I just like seeing the fire build and get bigger and, yeah. You think you got a problem? I, I don't, I don't have a problem yet. I think. <laughs> I'm not gonna speak for the future, but I don't have a problem yet. You look, seem good. I'm alright, given everything going on. I joined the fire department. I've just been kind of helping out, cleaning trucks, sweeping floors, stuff like that, learning some things. I guess I decided to do it because I just wanted a way of getting out in the community and helping out. Being useful as much as you can. Do you do you like yourself right now? Yeah. I am who I am. I'm stuck with myself, so I kind of have to learn to like myself. <laughs> when you think about who you were when you were in fourth grade, right? And I'd say if fourth grade me thought that now me was cool, that's all the satisfaction I need. And, and Woody? I think so. I do Revolutionary War reenactments, and we have a cannon, and it's really annoying in the nighttime when I'm trying to sleep because the Native Americans are always howling out there. <laughs> I do it with my grandfather and my dad and my brother. This summer, I'm going to start playing Fife for reenacting. It's a 18th century war flute. I, I really like it, and it's really fun because 
Uh, I have a lot of extra time on my hands, and it's easier to learn about history when you're actually doing the history instead of just reading it in a textbook or something. Sometimes, sometimes I have a different personality. Sometimes I make a different voice up for reenactments. Because I'm in the an American regiment, they'd still have like British accents. So sometimes I do a slight British accent. Something like um, something like this, or a little older style. Um, sometimes I don't do British. Like right now, I just switch to kind of Irish or Scottish because they needed more than just the British soldiers, because that wouldn't be enough for them to try to win the war. Usually people from other countries would also be mad at King George III um, about taxes, so they'd also go over and be on the American side. Uh, When I grow up, I'm going to really not like... I'm gonna really not like it because I'm gonna have to pay taxes. I'm gonna have to get groceries. I'm gonna have to get a job. I'm gonna be bored. I'm gonna probably, my first job won't pay that much. And I'm gonna have to find another state that pays a lot more because I'm gonna have to pay taxes and I'm gonna have to pay bills. And I'm probably going to really not like paying taxes and bills. What's, what's one thing that happened that, that was really hard? In February, my social studies teacher passed away in a snowmobiling accident. Oh, I'm sorry. Was this a teacher you were really close to? Yeah. Um. She liked the outdoors, um. Well, like I do. She hiked the Appalachian Trail twice. She climbed so many mountains and she was very adventurous. What makes it so, what makes it so hard? When it's sudden. So weird being at school. So super weird. Yeah. Uh, When are you going to get your braces off? The people at the orthodontist place in, like, December, and they said that it was going to be another year. So, over April break last week, me and my family and my dad's brother and sister's family and my grandfather, we all went down to Corolla, North Carolina, 
and for basically an entire day I was body surfing massive waves and it was super fun. Are you good at that? No, I'm horrible at that. I, but it was fun. No, I hope did anybody give you an award? You needed it to get an oh, award. Oh, I should have, but I didn't. Well, in a way I did because my uncle bet me that if I went up to my neck in the ocean, he would go up to his neck and I accomplished that. So he kind of, that was kind of my trophy, watching him going up to his neck in the mid-Atlantic Ocean. It was pretty cold that day. What are you afraid of right now? The pork shortage. A lot of pork plants have been shutting down. And it's easier in places like where we live to get stuff like that. So I'm not worried as much. But the whole idea of big, massive, like one of the three Smithfield factories shutting down the world's largest pork producer. That's just a lot of missing food. How about your grandfather? Well, I haven't seen my grandfather in a while because of this whole thing, because his nursing home's been shut down. But, um, it's Alzheimer's, so he's bound to go downhill at some point, and He seemed to remember me last time I saw him, so I guess that's a good thing. I mean, I knew it was a possibility, so I didn't get my hopes up, you know? My dad died. Sorry to hear. Yeah. What happens after you die? Do you still have thoughts or because you have to have some kind of thought or like your soul keeps thinking about stuff except you know a lot more because you're when you die you just get all the stuff that you didn't know so you know a lot of other stuff, and your soul just thinks about it. I think that just happens in air. Your soul just thinks. Or still, in your body, your soul thinks. I mean, I guess there, in my mind, there isn't much of a meaning in the big sense to life. You just live your life, and try and make it as good as you can. I don't really think of a larger sense, I guess. I mean, that tree's alive, and it doesn't need a, mean, a meaning to life. It's just there, alive. What do you think nobody understands about you? A lot of people think of me as just somebody that's always 
on the couch just watching TV, and I do that a lot, yes, but um, I'm outside a lot, and I don't think that people see that side of me much. What do you think that grown-ups don't understand about kids? I think a lot of adults think that kids are undermined, but a lot of great inventors and people that have done really cool and good things have been kids. Adults think that kids are undermined because they think that they don't think about all the things that could go wrong with something. But all kids are thinking about is, what if this goes right? It'll be awesome. Why don't grown-ups and kids have more conversations? Well, grown-ups don't ask kids' minds as much, and uh, adults don't respect kids as much. So you think that it does, It you think it is helpful or good when grown-ups ask more questions of kids? Yeah, I think it's important. So as the kids grow older, they, the parents still know what their know what their kids are thinking throughout the years in june of this year leland graduated from u32 high school but I think he's more proud of his graduation from the Central Vermont Career Center in Barrie. He's going to college this fall at Northern Vermont University with a degree in outdoor education and leadership. And he tells me they have a really good laundry system there. Leland, I'm so grateful for all the time you have spent with me over the years and for sharing some of your amazing mind and heart. Music for the show is by my friend Brian Clark and the amazing musician Carla Kilstead and her band Tin Hat. If you want to make a comment, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, there's a comment box at the bottom of the show page on my website, which is rumblestripvermont.com. Also, if you were able to make a comment on Apple Podcasts, that helps new listeners find the show. I want to thank all of the people who make donations to this show. They really keep me going. Uh, if you want to make a donation, I would be very grateful. There's a green donate in the upper right corner of the website. Pretty soon, I'm hoping to be able to receive tax-deductible donations. That's in the works. Rumblestrip is a proud member of Hub & Spoke, a collective of excellent independent podcasts. I'm really excited to announce that a beautiful show has joined our ranks. It's called Nocturne, and it's produced by my friend Vanessa Lowe. She makes gorgeous, obsessively produced stories about the night, about what the dark is, and who we are in the night. I'm going to recommend one of my all-time favorite episodes. It's called 86 Days. It's about ocean rower Leah Ditton, who set off rowing from San Francisco to Hawaii. I'm not going to give it away, but it's harrowing. You can find it and all Nocturne episodes at nocturnepodcast.org, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Erica Heilman. I'll be back soon with a new show. Thanks a lot for listening. <laughs>